Hello and welcome to the Pump It Up podcast. This episode is going to be all about um, owning a cab, buying a cab, cab maintenance, and all that good stuff. And uh, I am your host, Fab Sab, and today I am joined by... Uh, GOP Demon, or GOP Demon. Cool, cool. Uh, and uh, he actually owns a cab. Would you like to uh, talk about your cab, like the model, the software, everything like that? Okay, um, so I bought a FX cab. It originally came with uh, NX. Uh, FX cab is like the smaller one with the equalizers on front. Uh, if you've been to Palladium, it's the older one there, but with a, it had an aftermarket TV because the plasma breaks sometimes. Uh, and then I actually bought double X or pump it up 20 for the cab. And I installed it as soon as I could so I could beat everyone else to it. <laughs> Yes, uh, people are probably surprised, I guess. As of when did you get it? Um, uh, pretty sure oh, it arrived January 28th. Like, there was a snowstorm that day, and I was really surprised it came at like 6 p.m. Yeah, I think as of, for what I know, for sure in Ontario, possibly in all of Canada, that was the first um, XX cab. And um, so when you decided to buy a cab... How did you go about starting that stuff? So, like, where did you look for to find, like, uh, auctions and stuff like that? Uh, so, originally, I just wanted to buy Stepmania X. And <laughs> that was in the summer, I think. But those sold out in, like, 90 seconds. So, I, I got... I had no chance at getting them. So, I just had, like, some extra money. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I guess I'll just wait till the next Stepmania X batch. I didn't actually go out to look for... a. Uh, a pump cab. Actually, back then, I didn't even like Pump It Up that much. Because <laughs> uh, I only started playing about in August 2008 after the ITG cab at the place I went to was broken, and I decided to try Pump. So then I guess I was just on the Pump It Up Canada Discord, and then randomly um, one user, Expand, just posted like randomly, oh, there's this one cab for sale in this um, Ontario arcade owners group and then at fir first he pinged um i think he pinged invoker and me and then i i just saw the post like a couple hours later i was like oh i need to get on this it's actually like it's like half the price of stepmania x <laughs> and like oh damn yeah oh in total for canadian i paid uh 1450 for it and then uh so i i joined the the random facebook group like ontario arcade owners and I was just like trying to message the guy, like, please sell me the cab as soon as possible. And then the next morning he like replies like, oh yeah, it's a good condition cab. It's, we're like an arcade company and we just move um, machines around uh, all over Canada. And we just have this cab that we're trying to get rid of because it's too big and too old. Nice. How did you, uh, so how did shipping work for you? Did, did you pick it up yourself or did they deliver for you? Oh, okay. Um, so for that, uh, so I saw the post on like Tuesday or something and I, and like, I already had the Friday off from work that day or that week. And I was just thinking like, I don't want to, it was over a two hour drive away. And I was like, I guess I'm really anxious and impatient. So I was thinking like, logically, like someone should go look at the cab first and then come back and get it. 
But I was like, I really want this now. And like, even if it's a piece of garbage, I, maybe I can fix it up. And then the guy's like, yeah, it's a good, it's a good uh, condition. It will work. It needs some work, but like, I think it's a good price. And then I was like, okay, I'll just rent a U-Haul and just drive up and risk it. And then so I just immediately like went on U-Haul. Um, I was trying to figure out like what size of van I should get. I decided to get one with a ramp because if I'm alone and moving it, because no one else would like book off that time like as quickly, then I would could just use a ramp and uh, they all have wheels so I could just push it up. And then so I rented the U-Haul at like 7 a.m. on the Friday, drove up uh, to, um, it was about an hour and a half north of Toronto, Wasaga Beach. And then uh, as I got there, there was a snowstorm, but I was like, okay, it's too late to turn around now because I really want this cab. And as I got there, uh, I met the guy and it was at like, um, it's like a abandoned camp or something. I guess that's where they just store their arcade machines. And, nice. and they were saying like, yeah, they're just a, they're the second biggest arcade distributor in Canada. Like, and then that they just were trying to get rid of this because it's big. It doesn't make as much money as like those quick redemption games. And then I met with him, took a quick look at the machine. Uh, he, he said I could test it out. I just played like the worst song possible because the pads were like sunken in. And I was like, okay, it turns on. That's all I really need. And I just took it. And then they helped me move into the U-Haul and I left and brought it back. Uh, all within like, I guess I left at like 7 a.m. and came back at like noon that day. Wow, that's actually pretty good. I think like hearing this story, as crazy as it sounds to the average person, I feel like most people that are this into dance games and know how hard it is to obtain a cab, especially at a reasonable price and in like Canada, would totally relate to like just being impulsive and going for it the next day. So, like, after you got it, I assume you did a bunch of work on it. Uh, what, what type of stuff did you do? I assume, like, modding and the sensors, right? Uh, so, first, what I did was, yeah, I opened up all the panels I could. Like, a lot of the bolts were really rusted. It's, uh, it's the machines from 2006. And there was a lot of rust, I guess, maybe from salt and stuff. So, I, I removed the panels I could. I had to use like screw extractors for some of the screws. I had to use like vice grips and hammers to try and get rid of some of the screws. And at, when I finally got the panels off, I was able to, uh, I did a lot of like foam modding because a lot of the panels were sunken in. And, uh, oh, and then for the, the middle, the middle uh, button, I did um, the counter boring to make the screws flush. And actually, all the sensors actually worked quite well. Like, I, as I tested them by hand, they're all pretty sensitive. Uh, I did. Oh, wow. I broke one of them, like, as I was, like, taking it in. So I had to replace, like, one sensor, and that was it. For the sensor you replaced, uh, did you, like, where did you buy it? Oh, um, I usually get my parts from, like, arcade spare parts. Uh, they, they're a big reseller for, like, DDR and pump it up parts. Yeah, I, I definitely would recommend for most people who are looking into parts to use that website. I think because a lot of people aren't sure where to get that stuff. Uh, and like, yeah, foam modding, I guess for people who don't know, I think the, the most popular mods are like what foam mods and business, business card modding. Um, and like generally, if you just Google it, you can 
look that up, but I'm pretty sure uh, almost all, if not all, like, decent arcades have been modded because uh, the original pads, the sensors aren't really good enough for high-level play, in my opinion. Um, and so, like, when you got the cab, where did you end up keeping it? So I, I, I think you, ha you have it in your house, right? Uh, yeah, so first, I, after I got it off the U-Haul, like, because um, it had wheels, I could easily put it in my garage at first. But um, the, the cabinet itself is about like 400 pounds. So there was no way I could move it. So it just so happened that weekend, some of my friends were coming to Toronto from Ottawa just because uh, Smash was launching. So they were having like a Smash party or something. And then, and then one of them's a big like ITG player too. So I convinced them to just come over and help me move the cab uh, into my basement. And it, it was like a lot of work and it kind of destroyed my stairs at the same time. <laughs> Damn. I guess like, yeah, basement and garages are probably the best places because, um, even for someone who owns like just an average, like uh, metal, maybe 32 pound home pad. Uh, if you're, if I'm using it on a floor that isn't like basement ground floor, you can definitely hear it from underneath. So I imagine like a full cab, you probably want to have it on the lowest floor possible. And so for, uh, so once you booted up, uh, you just kept it with, uh, with the software it came with, or did you put on like step F2 or something? Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, initially I just wanted to see how, um, pump it up NX was. And it was like really different from what I used to, which would be, cause I started playing on prime two and I was like, I can't play this. This is like, this is like yeah. really archaic. And then, uh, so I just Googled up some video on like how to get step F2 running. It was actually really simple. Uh, there's, um, the drive the the card that runs the pads is just connected by USB to the computer inside. So if I just ran like uh, a USB B cable out to like a normal computer, it, the normal computer could easily read it, and I could just run Step F two immediately. Oh, that's actually really simple. So like, um... oh sorry, <laughs> so like uh, since owning a home cab. Would you say, uh, a lot of people have said this, uh, they find that once you get a home cab, it, it kind of loses the feeling of that excitement of like playing the game because generally playing arcade games uh, it always feels like quite a novelty since you have to like leave your house and go out. But do you find like having it at your house would make you want to play less or not change anything? Uh, I, I can feel a bit of both. Like I'm used to like... Um kind of like every night trying to play one or two hours. Like even before I had a cab, I had like a home pad that I would try to play. So there, so I have a lot less, I guess there's a lot less motivation to go out to the normal arcade now, especially since I, for the XX, I actually bought like the, the card readers and everything. So I could, I'm ranking at home too. Uh, and then there's nice. a lot, I guess when I was like trying to get ready for that Happy Kingdom tournament, I was also grinding a lot of songs that I, I didn't like at all. Like a lot of Banya and Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess that demotivated me a bit too, but uh, but the, now that I'm learning, like, now that I have it on my own, I'm willing to abuse kind of like failing ranked and failing doubles a lot. So it's kind of 
pushing yeah. me to learn new stuff that I wouldn't try normally. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely say like, uh, when I visit people who own their own cab, for example, when I visited um, Happy Feet's place, and so all, all the credits were like, I guess the machine was on free play, I would just play ranked all the time without a second thought. But at the arcade, generally, you have to think like, oh, am I going to fail this? And it, it feels a bit more uh, like a risk. Uh, and then I was also going to ask if you feel like uh, it's how it's affected the rate of improvement. But I, I noticed for sure uh, you've gotten a lot better in recent times at Pop, but I, I assume that's credited to owning a cab. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, because I got the cab about December, and I think that that helped me, like, because before I was playing on a home pad, so the feeling's always a bit different. But now that I'm used I'm always playing on an actual cab. I, the the feeling is the same, so I don't have to adapt. And there's a lot. I'm willing to like push it more as well. And I guess since the performance of the machine is better, I'm willing to push it more too. Have you noticed like motivation and pushing yourself wise? I guess you did always have a home pad before, but um, are you somebody who does better when you're out or like have crowds, or do you not really care about that stuff? I think I get more nervous when there's crowds, although sometimes I want to play harder. Mm. Like, you want a stage break in front yeah. of the crowd, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I feel the same. I get nervous. I also, like, when people, when a lot of people are watching, you don't want to play something too easy. But at the same time, if I was going to rank, I sometimes don't because I don't want to, like, fail in front of a bunch of random people. Um... Do you have like any uh, tips on people who are thinking of buying a cab? I guess some of the benefits, drawbacks, if any, that kind of stuff. Uh, I guess drawbacks is like you don't go, you might not go to the arcade anymore and see it like the community as much. That's that's one thing that I a bit like miss a little bit. I still go to like uh, play the MR Nations a little bit when uh when I have to do stuff around that area though. Hmm. Yeah, I guess like you don't really realize until you don't see them for a while, but the community is uh, quite a big part about playing the game. Like I find that uh, playing and having other people to uh, rival or talk to or, or just seeing other people play and seeing their scores really makes me want to improve. But I guess with the Discord and all, it, it probably isn't as bad since a lot of people do post their scores and talk about pump in there oh, true like um i was gonna say that like uh i only had one rival actually i think you know him uh Rila kuma or jeff and like oh like, yeah yeah like i think i think i'm super competitive because as soon as i had him as my rival like any score he had i kept like targeting so so oh yeah i, I don't think I, I run well that way like like actually, that's only one of the main reasons I went to Pump was because um, before I was just mainly playing DDR, and there there's like 10, 10 or twelve people in our community, right? And then every time I would go, it would just be like Mark Brady destroying me, or and then <laughs> I couldn't get much better. Like even though if I got much better, there weren't that many other people to compete against. Yeah, I understand that feeling. I think if it weren't for like remote tournaments and such, DDR would be a lot more discouraging. I mean, I play that game a lot just because I, I genuinely enjoy the game, but sometimes improving and 
uh, because so few people play it here. Most of them are like top players. It it feels a little bit like crazy when they're like, oh, good job. And then you look at their score and you're like, wait, what? Like, I, I don't feel like I'm good at this game at all. Uh, so it's nice to see like uh, other people or be able to find people that are around your skill level uh, to rival. So yeah, it's, it's quite nice that we have quite a big community. Uh, and so you, you have a capture card as well and like uh do you want to talk about like that setup? What card you use? That kind of stuff. Uh, I have. Uh, let me check my Amazon account. I have the Avermedia Live Gamer Portable Two. I I think I just went on Amazon and looked up capture cards and just tried to look at what was reasonably high rated and not too expensive. Hmm. Yeah, someone who who has a capture card, they're quite expensive. I, I didn't even buy mine. I just someone in my family had one that they didn't use, so I took it from them. But yeah, um, oh, sorry. So like you you stream as well. I I don't think you stream XX at the moment, but you did stream uh, Step F2. Uh, right? yeah, I, actually, my stream mostly was just to show my my small group of like high school DDR friends what I'm doing recently. Actually, it's just two other guys like Jeff and Sean. Oh, I was supposed to shout out our team. <laughs> I forgot. Jeff, Jeff told me to shout out, <laughs> shout out to Jeff, Rila Kuma, and Team Nonstop Combo. But uh, yeah, the, stream, the purpose of the stream was just to show them what I've been doing and like how I've been working on my pad. Because actually, at first I started on uh, making like a four panel pad. But uh, hmm. I actually have been streaming on a uh, XX, I just made a new secret account just in case I got discovered. Oh, yes. As of um, we are recording this podcast, it is uh, February 19th. So this is a uh, very, very in advance recorded episode because it is still undercover. I don't think many people know that you have an XX cab. Uh, but as of this podcast, people will probably know. Or if, if you don't know, you know now. Surprise. It, it's mostly... Um, I guess I'm in the Waterloo area, so everyone in the Waterloo area, uh, since we had like a school DDR club, I kind of told already. And then a few people like in Montreal, I think, knew because Jeff couldn't keep it a secret or something. <laughs> hmm, yeah, also, yeah, shout out to Jeff as well, because I also rival him at the moment. Um, even though he doesn't play doubles as much, I just, I, I rival people all the time. I, I kind of just, this is probably a bad um, reason to rival people, but recently I've just been rivaling people because they're my friends. I, I've i been more, I usually am competitive with other people's scores, but recently I've just been like um, pushing either machine bats or my own scores. And then I just rival people because I'm like, hey, we're friends, let me rival you, regardless of if we're playing the same stuff or not. But it definitely is nice to have uh, a lot of people to rival. And another thing is, uh, how often do you maintain your cab? And I guess in in relative to like how how often do you use your cab? Which I think you said like what a few hours a day. And then how often do you find yourself like just dusting it off, cleaning the sensors, that kind of uh, stuff? I probably only play about like yeah, maybe 10, 10 rounds a day on average. Which which I'm thinking like maybe I shouldn't play every day because I heard uh, Chris for Life doesn't play every day because I think it's like too damaging to him yeah you definitely definitely rest days are good but it also depends on how hard you're going but I'm, I'm surprised that as as of now like 
you've been playing every day for quite a while and haven't felt any drawbacks. Uh, I to think that. I felt drawbacks, but that's why I'm, I've started learning doubles because I, I really suck at doubles. So playing like D10s isn't mm -hmm. that like hard on me. It's just hard for me to read. Oh yeah, that makes but, sense. But um, for for sensor stuff, I think like I'm just one person, so I actually don't think I'll need to like fix anything for a long time, and I really haven't. Actually, oh, so so yeah, so I'll, I'll clean the pad once in a while if my shoes are dirty, but usually I like a little slipperiness anyways. But actually, the, so the way my, my pads came, it was like, um, so like the old style pads with all the brackets. So actually, before I even bought my machine, I think I was like, I knew I was going to get the machine. So like two days before I went on Arcade Spare Parts and ordered all the the parts to make the pads bracketless so that they're like the new style. Oh, yeah. And But so I ordered that, uh, I think like November... Or, or maybe like this early December and the parts actually only came in at the end of January because there was a backlog on the center panel for some reason because a lot of people hmm. will actually just do the center panel to make it bracketless because you can remove the brackets on the on the corners of the side ones yeah yeah so yeah that was another mod I did where where I'm the pads kind of like a modern pad now and I guess one other mod I did was uh, actually both bars were a bit wobbly so I like remove the bottom base and look for um like a fence welder in my area and i just brought him both pieces and asked him what he could do and he said okay just give me like 50 bucks cash and i'll just weld these back together oh nice um yeah that that sounds like mo most people probably want to uh like remove the screws and stuff i think because a lot of people i know uh, started with the newer games, uh, especially like LX cabs, which are what most of us have in Canada. So going back and playing on the, uh, like, I think the only cab that still has like really noticeable grooves and such is the, the prime one cab on Palladium, which barely anyone uses. So going back and playing that, uh, and then trying to play songs that are not made, uh, with that pad in mind is very tricky. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's about like all the stuff. I had to, I guess, interrogate you about your pad and questions that I feel like a lot of people would be wondering. Is there anything else you'd want to add about your experiences with owning a pad or things you didn't think you would come across and such? Um, well, I guess one other thing I, I was just trying to upgrade was that, uh, so yeah, the, the TV on this one was like really small. They just put a replacement like 29 inch. So I just removed that TV and put in my own uh, TV when I was looking for one with like low delay but uh it was more expensive for the ones with like really low delay oh yeah that makes sense like so when you find a monitor to put in uh do you calibrate the delay at all or it does it just go like with the stop oh you delay? uh you can't modify the delay in the game oh interesting, interesting. so uh I, I yeah so sense. but i bet the the actual alex cabs I, I heard they weren't like very expensive monitors, so I bet there's some sort of visual delay there too. Yeah, I feel like I mean most people who play other rhythm games generally uh, say they notice a lateness delay in pump. I mean I'm I'm fully visual, 
Uh, I, I find myself adjusting a little late to pump, but it, it also could just be how the game is made that it favors late timing windows. But I think like uh, how how most arcade style uh, cabs work is that they all just have the exact same hardware, so the software doesn't really need to be calibrated because they assume that you use the same hardware. So if somehow by some crazy reason you are able to get like uh, some kind of rhythm game running on other hardware like your pc at home for say or something like that uh the delay would be like different or the timing window would feel different even though it's the exact same software because it is hardware dependent so do, do you actually find any difference when you're switching between uh your home cab and playing at like uh an arcade or uh, something? yeah i actually feel like a big difference i i heard it could be because of uh well, I think it's two main reasons. One is uh, my TV is about 43 inches, where the all the LX cabs are 55 inches. And the reason why I even had a 43 inch was just because the, the DDR cabs were like 42 inch. So at first I was aiming for DDR size. So I think usually with a bigger screen, it might be, depending on how far you are away from the screen, you can maybe run the AV a bit faster. And yeah. then... For all the LX cabs, they actually have um, a different kind of uh, PCB or hardware running the pad, the pad um, inputs. It's like running on USB 2.0 now. So before LX cabs was running on USB 1.0. So oh, I wow. heard that um, there's there's something faster in the software that I can register a bit faster or something. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I guess having an older cab, it, it would be like that. And yeah, same with screen size. Like I notice when I play different games, like in DDR, I read a lot slower just because of the size and all that. Yeah. Well, I guess that's that's about it. Um, this is actually a lot shorter than I thought it would be. I think that's that's about all we have to talk about. Yeah, there's not nothing else. Oh. I don't want to cut you off if you have anything uh, else. Let me just check about. my notes. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Oh, I just had like maybe two or three random facts about my cap. I was about it. <laughs> oh no, that sounds so, interesting. Yeah, let's go lightning round. So lightning I, facts. I was just trying to figure out like um, where my cab came from because it was it was a bit sketchy when I bought it. He he just said, "Oh, it's from Ontario," and I was like, "Okay, where?" And then he wouldn't really. He did. It sounded like he didn't really know because uh, they said they were like an arcade company who just wrote stuff and that they buy machines from Cineplex all the time. So uh, I went on um, Pump Haven and Xenius to try and see like wh where is there an FX cab that's now like no longer there that used to run NX, and the, cl the closest I could mm -hmm. find was probably um, uh, at Wonderland. It looks like there was an NX there that was or an FX cab that was running NX, and that I, I remember asking randomly in the Discord like. Uh, has, has anyone ever played a pump it up cab in uh in Wonderland? And then Ditto was like, yeah, I remember seeing it there a long time ago, and I was thinking that's probably where the cab came from because the 
the guy who sold it to me just said it came from the Toronto area. Oh, that's interesting. I re- remember playing at Palladium as a kid, but all I paid attention to were the four panel pads, not not the five panel back then. True. I actually went. I remember I have a picture of um, me at Palladium. I I took a picture of the the pump machine at Palladium in like 2015. I was like, how come there's like six or seven people playing the DDR knockoff, but there's like no one in line <laughs> playing the Supernova. And I was with Jeff and Sean, and we were just playing the Supernova there. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember actually, um, for people in the uh, Canadian community, there's uh, KK Walker, who is uh, definitely one of the uh, uh, top players in Canada. Um, and he, he's been playing at Playdom for quite a while. And he's quite noticeable because he has uh, quite bright colored hair. And so at like years ago when I was younger, I would always go to Playdom as well. Um but I didn't know him back then because he would always play pump and I would only play DDR. And so I remember as a kid once walking and I, I distinctly remember seeing him uh, playing pump. Like it definitely looked like something hard because his feet were moving pretty fast. And I was playing like DDR Supernova. And the cab was getting kind of crappy around this time, but still. And I was just wondering what, like, wow, that person is so good at that DDR knockoff. <laughs> like imagine if he actually, real ddr he would actually be good like why does he waste all all of his skills in this dumb game and then and then like what years later i i met him playing pump and then i i remember all of a sudden like wait i he looks so familiar and i was like oh yeah i saw him playing on that the the pump pack but like i thought it was that was a ddr knockoff back then <laughs> so i was actually looking back at the picture i took in 2015 i was looking I like I looked at it last month and I was and I was like, oh shit, that's KK Walker in the picture. <laughs> oh my gosh. And he also had like Of course. He was yeah. there very often. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I've probably seen more people before as a kid. Um like I know for sure that I saw um Vincent and Kyle and like some other people, but like I actually talked to them, so that's how I remember. But I'm sure that if everybody else was more recognizable, I probably would have remembered seeing them. <laughs> True. Um, I guess something else I had, uh, like, so I guess the way the Pump It Up XX kit came, I could explain that. Like, oh, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I bought mine from Arcade Spare Parts, and uh, you have the option to buy it with the computer or without. So I decided to buy it without the computer and it looked like online you could just build your own computer for much cheaper but if you do buy it with the computer it'll come with the new um the new card that will uh that runs the pads so maybe the input would have been better but i don't know if it was really worth like an extra 600 american dollars oh yeah so, that's a lot so i just built my P- pc it's it's mostly very old parts like parts from like 2012 2000 13 like they're mostly built of ebay parts just um a dual core processor ram a motherboard uh pc case uh and then the kit i ordered from arcade spare parts also had uh i also needed to add the two um card readers those are both extra and it came with a, a usb hub just in case you don't have enough usb ports but when i got the usb hub it was like a korean plug so it was useless to me anyway and then <laughs> So I was actually always just afraid that 
when I installed the XX, it wouldn't work with my computer. So it just comes. So when I got it, it just comes with a hard drive, a USB key that like, um, it's like a key that will let the hard drive be decrypted kind of. So if I lose that key, it's like, I'm really screwed. And then it also came with, um, just a, oh, they gave, they asked me like which banner I wanted, like the FX banner, the, uh, the CX slash TX banner or the LX banner. And even though I have an FX cab, I don't run the, the headboard because I have an aftermarket TV and it, the headboard doesn't really work in, like I can't install it. So I was just thinking like, oh, LX is the biggest. So I'll just ask for an LX headboard, uh, like headband or whatever. Yeah. And then, so, um, it was pretty plug and play. I was just a bit like, you just put in the hard drive and then put in the USB key. And I'm like, how will the system know like which USB port or like, doesn't matter. And then I plugged in both, um, card readers and it actually just booted up like straight away. And I was like really shocked, like, like, because I wasn't sure because I just built the PC for this and I thought there'd be like, yeah. that's a nice feeling. Yeah. <laughs> when things actually work. Wow. And then, oh, I was going to say to get oh. the card readers, you just have to go through the service menu and just say, which you just scan a card and then it'll say, oh, okay, this is, this is where the card reader is. Oh, okay. I assume that they did that wrong at Nations at one time, or I don't know if they fixed this, but like P2 was P1 and P1 was P2 card reader. That actually happens to me randomly. Like I don't change any of the wires, but sometimes when I boot it, they just switch. So maybe it's because I built my own computer. It happens more often, but it seems like it's a thing. Huh. Is there like a minimum uh, specification for the PC? That you uh, running yeah, for? so pump it up. Someone told me it's unofficial, th- this naming standard, but then on the pump machines, I actually see this naming standard too. So I don't know what they were saying, but uh, the, the older pump cabs go by like MK1, MK2, MK whatever. Starting with FX, they were called mm-hmm. MK6. And that's where um, they were just running more normal type of computers where you can build them yourself usually. So for XX, you needed to have the HD compatibility because they're, they don't want to support SD cabs anymore. So the minimum was supposed to be like a motherboard with something called a G31 chipset, which is only like, you can find them on eBay or Amazon for like 30, 40 bucks. The RAM, uh, I heard is the minimum was about one gig, but the RAM was like pretty cheap. So I was like, oh, I'll just go like two or four gigs. Uh, the CPU, oh, the CPU apparently, all you need is um, like a 1.6 gigahertz uh, Intel LGA socket 775. But I, I actually did run that at first, but then the video started lagging the game. But because I was so like anxious about being the first in to run it i actually had like a backup processor which i was going to return if i if i didn't need it but i did need it so i I just slapped it in and then now the game can run in uh the highest setting because uh, because actually in the service menu you can change the settings for the video quality and then for the video card um oh it's mostly nvidia yeah it's nvidia cards you have to run and they were saying the minimum is something called like a GeForce 8400 GS, 
but I think you have to make sure it has HDMI out. And it's usually like running hmm. something that ends in a 10, like NVIDIA GT 10 or, or 210 or 610 or something. So like altogether for the PC you built, how much would you say it cost approximately? I think, so a lot of the parts were actually used that I found on eBay. With the case and power supply, it was probably running under like 400 Canadian. Mm, that's really nice. Yeah, I assume that generally like a lot of people are surprised by this, but a lot of arcade games don't run very high spec because like they're just only running one game. Kind so. of like consoles, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Then, uh, how, do you know how big the uh, the actual game is, like XX? Uh, I didn't check specifically, but I thought someone said like the hard drive is one terabyte. But that just might be like oh, a okay. standard they sell. I, I'm not sure how much it's used. Yeah. And pe people call it uh, an upgrade kit, but you didn't upgrade from anything. You just put it on straight up. So, uh. Is there like an option to buy it uh, and then upgrade from Prime 2 and require less memory? Or is it just like the standard, like you just get XX and, and uh, I guess. Oh, yeah, it's, it's just straight a, a hard drive and a USB key that they'll give you. Okay. So I guess it's it's less of an update then. It's more of just a, yeah, a separate but game. Actually, I'm hoping that once the arcades around here upgrade, I'm seeing if I can lowball them for their Prime 2. Hmm. Yeah, it'd be nice being able to run both. I guess, uh, do you still have a way to run um, Step F2 on your cab, or have you just gone back? Um, so my normal computer still has Step F2 on it. So if I want to, I just unplug the one USB cable that runs from the from the pad board to plug it out of the, the XX computer and just plug it into my normal computer. Oh, that's good. Oh. Yeah, there are a lot of oh, lost um, connection for like a second. really decent. Oh yeah, sorry. Let me. Uh, okay, it seems to be back now. <clears throat> Thanks. Um, there, there are a lot of good uh, charts on um, like custom made charts on Step F two that I've seen, but I don't. It's I don't really think that there are um, places to play them. Like, aside from if you had your own cab and ran Step F2, if you wanted to play yeah. them on pad. So is the connection back, or is it still... Oh, okay, he just out for a sec.
Is it back? Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was just waiting for you to come back. Oh yeah, I was just saying like uh it's it's pretty uh it's pretty good to be able to run step F two because I don't really think many people get the opportunity to uh oh wait, something something disconnected. Oh okay. Okay, I'm back. Yeah, no worries. I I was just gonna say like, sorry, is 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 the um connection and everything good on your end or? Uh yeah. Oh, I'm just gonna send you a link to some pictures I had, which I was gonna show when I. Oh nice, I had nice. Well, I'm just opening them up right now. Oh, wait, that's. Oh wait! Oh no, that was correct. Uh, wait, oh, no, I was just going to say, like, um, it's probably quite nice to be able to have Step F2 uh, running on a cab because oh, I, I love the Squishmallows things. Squishmallows, where are those things? Yes, those ones. <laughs> oh. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, the uh, like, running Step F2 on, on, a, like, on a pad is quite nice because I've seen a lot of really cool uh, charts, like, custom pop pump charts uh but like yeah it's it's, it's kind of hard yeah. to play them because you can only play them on keyboard but uh there's not really a, an itg equivalent uh for pump where you can just run custom files so being able to uh, boot step f2 um as an option is probably quite nice i'm not sure if you're really into custom uh charts or you just mostly play uh like xx stuff uh, now, yeah, I've been mostly playing XX, but before I looked for a few packs and I actually didn't really like the packs that much, but I found some like K-pop packs by Pump It Up Vietnam and I, I was getting more interested in that, but then I got XX. So I've been focusing on ranking XX to make sure that <laughs> once the leaderboards are up, I really want to be number one in yeah. Canada. <laughs> that's, that's, that's understandable. I think like the rank grind is pretty addicting. Um, I remember for the time that I did uh, grind ranked, uh, I grind ranked for the double leaderboard just just for a short time when I found out the game was ending to be on some kind of leaderboard for the sake of it. Uh, it's quite addicting. Like I, I could see myself wanting to grind ranked. I just have held off until a local arcade gets XX, and so in the meantime, I'm just playing non ranked while I, while I, before I go on the grind in Prime Two. Um, but yeah, I think I guess as well having Step F two, you can also play the Prime two songs that are removed if you ever feel like uh, feel nostalgic. Yeah, and there's also a bunch of other songs that were removed. Oh from yeah, other yeah. Too. What? Or like, um, I was gonna say there's there's in Prime two there's some Mexico ex or I think it's Prime one. It's some Latin America Latin American exclusives which are like Mexican songs mm, or Spanish yeah, songs. Yeah, true. You get to play region exclusives. I saw. Two questions as well. One, uh, what is the song or songs slash charts that you find yourself missing the most from Prime Two, and any reason why you miss them? Uh, if any. I guess the problem is, I there there are some like I haven't played Prime Two that long because I only started playing like. August and I can I could only play like really like once a week usually 
mm. at the arcade before, but a lot of the K-pop is gone, which which is like like Boombaya, which is like really like iconic. The Prime Two, yeah. I think, is gone. Yeah, I feel like mostly the K-pop songs are stuff people miss. Oh, funny story actually. Um, so there. There's like a there was a convention recently in the U.S. I I don't remember what it was. Maybe it was Katsukon or something. But uh, basically, just uh, they had a pump it up XX cab at the con, and so some normies, just bonus normie stories, you know, call the normies, just come in on the pad and they're like trying to look for Boombaya, and they're like, oh yeah, this game has Boombaya, I swear, and they they keep like trying to look for it, but they're playing XX. <laughs> So, yeah, I heard that story from a friend. I'm like, damn, these spoiled normies get to play the new game and they don't even want to play it. Like, what is this stuff? Oh, yeah, they can't appreciate it. TM, typical normie, copyright, everyday normie stuff, just normie things, you know. But uh, for for anybody who's just tuning in randomly for some weird reason, no, I don't hate normies. It's just a joke. It's just a prank, bro. Hey, we were all That's born true. normies. We, so we're okay. born normies, and we we probably won't die normies, but you know we might. You never know. <laughs> um, and then the other question I had as well is, what was the first song you played in XX? If there was like an intentional first song, or or just if you randomly played the first song. Uh, I can't be sure what I played first, but I. Probably played uh, Boom. Uh, I had a feeling it would be that because I think that's the first song on the menu, right? Yeah, and, yeah. It uh, is. Another question as well, which uh, I was I was debating about this with some people. Um, so we all know the infamous "Pick Me" song that uh, that you hear all the time, uh, and now "Boom Boom" is like the new song that you hear all the time. It, has it gotten annoying or is it good? Because I've thought like this is a good song i've heard it enough i quite like the song i don't think it would get annoying um but then again some people have also said eh, if you hear it enough times i'm sure any song could get annoying so i'm wondering a uh, hot take has the song gotten annoying to you or do you still like it uh i'm still okay with it but i've probably only played it maybe like 10 times so far mm, makes sense I-, I assume that those songs get a lot more annoying in public arcades because uh, just just your average normies come on the pad and they'll they'll typically play those songs. Oh, true. Or like at tournaments when people are doing the qualifiers, the the song just gets really long. Me every fast. time I <laughs> hear uh, "Till the End of Time." Shout out to Rectum Tournament. I wasn't even at the tournament, but that song bothers me. Like I was in another country, but I was watching the stream, and so I I still heard that song being played over and over and over again. I don't know why they stream the qualifiers. Maybe that's a normal thing, but I haven't usually seen tournaments do that. But it was just a one-song qualifier, and I heard that for, like, literally half an hour straight or something. Yeah, actually, I, I remember looking at the stream a bit, too, and that started annoying. Yeah, I had it muted, honestly. Sorry for anybody who, who was there. I mean, like, you can't really hear anything anyways because they didn't have any audio except for the game, but I had it muted until, until the qualifiers ended. Uh, do you have like a favorite chart or song so far in XX uh, that you're? It's like a go-to song, or say if you if you ever were at a Prime Two cab, you kind of miss that it's not there. Um, for XX, I think I was just like 
so there's a song called Niarlathotep. Oh, yeah. And uh, I kept failing the S18 on rank. But, uh, but I just kept playing it and playing it. And I guess I'm just really into it now. But I've always been into those like uh, electronic type of songs. Like in Prime, one of my favorites was like Awakening or, or um, Young mm. Shabrath. Yeah. I, I've seen that song. It looks really fun, both the chart and the songs. I like how those uh, those techno songs always have very uh, cool charts to go along with them, um, as opposed to a lot of the K-pop songs. They're good, but like the charts usually are quite simple and straightforward, which is good when you're learning the game, but it, it does get quite boring. I still don't know how to pronounce that song True. name, though. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it might be because like I think I like techno also because of my like slight... ITG background where a lot of like the stem like streamy songs are always like technical techno or mm, trans or yeah something. I think just just from same here as being a music gamer in general that's the type of music that you you usually hear for the for the best songs in the game yeah oh. not Banya Banya is like the worst yeah not <laughs> just like coming from a four panel perspective are the charts utterly disgusting uh, but they're great for learning, I guess. But, like, no, the songs themselves are not even that good. No, no offense, because I know some people do like Banya. I, I discovered that recently. I was like, oh, you're not joking. You actually do. Okay. Okay, cool, cool. But, yeah, they're uh, they're just not my cup of tea. Not a lot of people's cup of tea. I, I guess they're just technical. And then, like, the old school technical Yeah. Have, has Does it feel like a lot of things have been removed uh, when you play or, like... Like, I guess you can go and check uh, which songs have been removed and you can find exactly how, how many songs have been removed. But I feel like depending on if the songs that were removed are, are popular songs or not, then it will make the game feel more drastically different, if you know what I mean. So, like, when you play XX, does the song list feel a lot different from Prime 2 or does it just feel like Prime 2 with a bit of different, like, a couple different songs type thing? Uh, no, it does feel much smaller. Uh, I think the reason why is because um, Prime 2 went through like five or six updates, right? Where they added songs each time, where XX still hasn't started. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That's true. We haven't um, had any XX updates, which we, we probably will have some soon enough. I don't exactly remember. Well, I wasn't around at this time, but someone could probably look it up how, how long it took for the first update. But I know after... When I started playing, when they started getting updates, they generally had one every maybe three or three months at least, it felt like to me. Uh, but then again, I started playing near the end of the yeah. game, so maybe they had more at that time. Yeah, when I started playing, uh, I think the last update came and then cross, Crossover was there. And I was like, okay, there's... Yeah, cool I thought Cross Time was my favorite song. Like, not even as a joke, because I know that's like kind of... A meme i guess uh but like i act i actually liked it for some reason but then i heard crossover and i was like cross time's overrated crossover is the best song and not only is it a good song but like when the when you hear a good song and then the charts are good too um so i like how the charts for that song are a little bit on the hard side for their difficulty but it just makes it more exciting because no offense that like uh at least most of the charts in cross time i don't like the SAT is okay, but I, I, I don't, I don't really like it. Like I play it a bunch of times. Like it's pretty. Like eh, you play. Like, okay, that's cool. The D seventeen, like I, I, from what I remember, it, it wasn't bad, but like, 
it, it was like straightforward as well. But I find the uh, the crossover charts more exciting. This is yeah, and then oh, I was gonna say another thing which makes the game feel uh, like small for song selection is because uh, a lot of the songs start out locked, so you can't even play them. And I still haven't unlocked all the oh, songs. Oh yeah, for song unlocks, um, do you have to go onto the website and unlock them, or like like you did in Prime Two? Um, so. Andy under me said that they're gonna add a PP system just like Prime Two, but currently the only way to unlock is by like beating certain songs or having a certain level. Oh, so there's level unlocks. Interesting. That's new. Yeah. It's, or like everyone knows about the song eighty six where you have to get um, eighty six triple S's. <laughs> so I'm not gonna do that. I'm waiting for the PP system. Yeah, that sounds like not that fun to grind like like yeah like to a normal person that'd easily be like 30 rounds so that's like 30 credits just to get one song mm -hmm. out. yeah definitely not worth especially if it's something that you're probably going to play something you know you can triple s and if it's something you know you can triple s it's probably a, a boring song or or like something that's like boringly easy uh, but, uh or or you get one great and then you like hate oh, yourself yeah oof especially if it's like right at the end because a lot of uh charts tend to be most tricky at the end but yeah though i was saying like how how crossover is such a good song there could be just a whole podcast about how great it is but i don't know how many people would would enjoy sitting through that i mean everyone already knows it's the best song it doesn't really need to be argued but it, it's a great song but yeah i think I think that's that's about it. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I'll probably have you on again sometime if, if you do want to be on again. Um, there are definitely a lot of things about XX that I would like to talk about, but I feel like that would start getting into um, another topic since this one was more about tab maintenance. But who knows? Maybe there will be a podcast about XX and such. True. Actually, I had two more things that I was okay to mention. Oh, yeah, no worries. Um, so one thing besides Step F2, you can still run like Step Mania. Hmm. So I didn't find many good um, pump charts for Step Mania, but actually uh, one user on the Discord, uh, Steve V, he mentioned that um, for e the East Coast Stamina qualifiers, like 6.5 or something, but they have pump versions of all those charts. So like I kind of missed like those streamy ITG songs for a bit, so I was able to play like streamy ITG songs, just just the twelve, the twelves, like ITG twelves, on the pad using Step Mania. Oh, it's really interesting. Like, um, I booted up Step Mania, or like I, I run Step Mania with uh Simply Love uh theme on it on my PC. Just that so I have on pad, but just just also for keyboard as well. Um, and like when I sometimes will boot it into pump mode, which is very rare because I'll usually just use Step F two. Uh, I notice like uh, some of the packs I have have five panel and i don't even remember it because i didn't download them with the intention of that so it's it's interesting to know that like uh a lot of packs or not a lot but like a decent amount of packs still do that oh yeah they'll have both and then actually but um for those east coast stamina charts i have a feeling they were auto converted because uh, someone actually released a program to auto convert four panel to five panel oh nice i was actually gonna say i i'm surprised that there isn't one if there's not one already which makes sense there's also a program for anybody who just wants to play random songs and doesn't really care about technicality of the charts, but I actually find it's decent. Uh, I forgot, it's like Gorilla something. 
I don't, I don't think, I don't know if anyone. Oh, yeah, the auto generator. Yeah, yeah. Basically, you just put in a song and it will create a chart off of it. And like, it's not bad. It's not perfect. But if you really have oh. a song stuck in your head and you really want to play it, you, you could do that. And then. I was gonna say it's really bad, but okay. Oh, you know what? <laughs> It might be it might be really bad, but you know why I did I didn't find it that bad is because like there's there's some songs where it's just like I wanted to play them but I was too lazy to like like I, I thought of a good chart but I was too lazy to actually chart it and it's just a song that happened to be stuck in my head. Although I'll say though it works really bad for uh, for songs that aren't like that don't sound like they should be in rhythm games so, like the te- the techno stuff with the really electronic like constant BPM work well but um, if they're like maybe vocal songs or more just like not really made on a computer and don't have a constant bpm and have like kind of different audio levels it might not work as well also i mostly just used it for a normie friend of mine who wanted to play a bunch of like songs and they're like i want to play this song and i was trying to get one of my roommates into uh like itg like a really long time ago so i put them all in for her and she played them but then she got bored after a while but she said she liked the charts but I don't think her her uh, chart like ratings would be too uh, deep. Yeah. yeah, I guess the charts in general are quite easy. Like it'll make it easy chart, but at least it gets the BPM and stuff right. Yeah, it, it for for the fact that it's a computer, it's good. If you're comparing it, like I wouldn't expect it to be perfect or like even like near like some of your favorite uh, step chart artists. Um, but it's just it's just nice if there's a song you want and you know no one's gonna make it. Uh, but no, I was gonna say though it might be like even worse because there's a double conversion because you make that you put a song into there and you get a four panel and then you put it into the program that turns four panel to five panel. <laughs> so it's just gonna get even worse. So may- maybe not recommend doing it. It's honestly not that hard to make charts. It just takes time. But if someone really wanted something and they're not lazy, you know, you should, you should go out and do it. Hey, have you ever tried making charts for five or four panel? Uh, so a long time ago, so I guess I started DDR in like 2004, 2005, and then I played up until like 2009 and then took a break all the way till 2017. Hmm. But, uh, but in 2008 and nine, that was like, <laughs> K-pop was really popular. So I tried to make K-pop charts, but they were really bad. Like, I, I don't want anyone else to ever play them again. Ah, uh, Yeah. I think I feel like we've all done something like that. Like I think in in um, middle school or something, I made a chart to the Pokemon theme song, and uh, I found it like a year ago. I was going back to my mom's house to like uh, clean up some stuff, and I found a really old laptop running Windows Vista. So like it was it was pretty gross, and I booted it up to see what was on there to wipe it, and I found the uh, the step chart, and I played it, and I was like, this is nasty. Like who who did this? Why did I make that? But that's almost exactly how I found my charts too. Yeah, I think I think like I think like everyone's tried making a chart once maybe, but if you, if you put dedication into it, I could see how like it's not too bad to make a chart, but like also credits to people who do make charts because that's uh that's a, a lot of um a lot of good charts out there that are underappreciated, I think. Uh so the other thing I was thought I would mention is that I was trying to get see if I could bring my setup to some someplace like Anime North to see if I could run like uh, like an off brand kind of tournament like instead of a normal tournament maybe like a co-op tournament or oh, a doubles tournament or something yeah but 
they still haven't replied to me after two months, so I'm a bit worried. After last year's Anime North and all the stuff that happened, I, I, uh, people have lowered their expectations for Anime North, I guess. I don't know if the management changed or what, but that's quite unfortunate. I mean, um, I'm sure that like people would be willing to come out if you were to have it more local because uh, when I think about it, the people from Waterloo and such did come all the way to Happy Kingdom for that tournament. So if there were something to happen like in the Waterloo area, um, I feel like I don't feel like everybody would come, but I feel like a decent amount of people would come. The, the problem would be like I would have to run it out of my basement, and I don't know how many people. Oh yeah. Fit. Yeah. And then my wife would get really mad at me. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, if uh, back when I lived with my dad, because I, I had my pad in his uh, basement for a while, and I had some other rhythm game controllers there, and uh, sometimes I would have people over. Uh, but if I had more than, like, five people over, I'm pretty sure he would not be happy about that. I, yeah, that, that you know, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> uh, I think, like, a few months ago or something, I had, like, 20 people in my apartment, which is a bachelor's, like, I don't know, it's very tiny. It's like, it's, it's like the size of a very fancy bathroom, maybe. Well, like, I, it's, it's just a small house. It's just not even like, oh. like, yeah, it's, it's those really small bachelor places. And I had a bunch of people over and it was very crowded. <laughs> like, it was like, I wouldn't recommend it. it was way too stuffy, especially to think about people playing pump in there. So yeah, maybe not, but one day having a, a, co-op tournament would be interesting because i think they do stuff like that in um edmonton if i'm not mistaken oh maybe yeah yeah but like the, the reason why i wanted anime north is just because i i just was afraid people would get bored just like waiting around the whole day oh yeah for sure like if if someone could host it like somewhere where people can walk around somewhere else like even a mall like I've dreamed of like, I don't know, like just having it up on stage at like the Pacific Mall or something. And like, yeah, people would just get bubble tea or buy cell phone cases. When <laughs> that reminds me of uh, Grapevine, Texas, the big deal, 3D plus knuckles, March 29th to the 31st. Get your tickets now. Okay, I don't know. But like that, that typical <laughs> meme. Yeah, when I went to the big deal last year, it, it's in a mall. Um, and so how it works, which is a pretty cool tournament. For me. I guess we're getting a little bit off topic, but it's the podcast. It's whatever. It always is off topic. Um, but yeah, so like how it worked is uh, because there were quite a few people, and I think this year they have over 100 people in the DDR tournament, so that should be a lot. Is uh, well, you're- Whoa, Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, I think it's one of the biggest tournaments, if not the biggest of all time in recent years. Um, and so when I entered, there was like 70-something people. And so how it worked is they got everyone's phone number. And then when your set was going to be on soon, they would just send you a text. And I, I was in the U.S., so I just had to stay around a friend that had a U.S. phone number. Uh, but we would just walk around the mall, chill, get food. And then they'd get a text like saying, oh, your set's probably in 15 minutes. So then we'd start just like walking around, maybe jog a bit to warm up and then come back to the arcade. So that's that's probably um, probably a good format for a tournament. Okay. Yeah, like at the Happy Kingdom tournament, like you sometimes you wouldn't know when you would play, and then people would just walk off to the mall somewhere, and then we couldn't find them. Yeah, I think I suggested the phone number thing, but it was a bit too late because the the tournament. I suggested it like maybe a week before, but 
it that tournament I would call that like a test run. Like I think that was the first tournament that we ran. If I could remember, like I wouldn't count the Rec Room tournament because that wasn't really run by us. But for everyone in the Canadian community, um, hopefully the next next few tournaments that we have, if we do have one again soon, will be run a lot better based on all the experience from the Happy Kingdom tournament and what went right or wrong or whatnot. I still think it was like a good tournament overall. Like for the amount of people, like I didn't expect that much. Oh yeah, for sure. I was surprised with all the people who, who come. Like we we had a really good turnout, and a lot of people came from like fairly far. True, and I was I was thinking so like, so even though I have a cabinet with pads, like if there ever is a tournament in the future, to try and like help relieve some of the, like, uh, wait times, I was thinking I can kind of fit my pads and like just a computer and a TV and try to see if I could bring my own setup. Cause I've seen people put one pad in the car, uh, like without too much trouble. And then if you disconnect them, maybe you can put two, but I'm not sure. Oh, nice. I know uh, some tournaments have a warm up cab and a tourney cab or maybe one or two cabs, like have people playing on. And then when it's your turn soon, you kind of get to warm up for a bit or just have people oh, really? chill on the pad. Yeah. Because the one big thing about tournaments that, uh, is really a bummer is having to play cold, especially if you're in upper. I can't imagine how annoying it would be to play like anything over like a 21 cold. Or like if you're not used to that cab or something too. Yeah, for sure. Like a gold DDR cab or something. <laughs> <laughs> Subtle hit. Okay, see. Yikes. Yeah. I, I think that's about it. I always say that, but like, who knows? I think, let me see how long this has been going on for. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, we've hit around the one hour mark. This, this is enough rambling. This is official Pump It Up podcast quality now. Okay, I had one last ramble though. Oh, perfect. No, no worries. <laughs> okay, it was just like, so up until now, I've mostly kept the cab kind of like semi-secret. It, it's, it's not that like I'm trying to hide it or anything. It's just, I think I'm just... I just wanted to be the first on rank and then see who I could kind of trick to come over and then just see their reaction to like, not me just having a cab, but also me having XX. Hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like the reactions from people will be quite golden. Like, I bet if I told someone like right now, like I have a cab with XX where all of Canada doesn't even have XX now, they would just think I'm joking or trolling. <laughs> They wouldn't even believe me for like, a bit. I was honestly surprised because it was so seamless. Like You're just like, oh, yeah, I got it in the mail. I have XX. It's running. And I'm like, wait, like you got it the day before Happy Feet got it. Like, what is it? Like, how do you – like, it just seemed too easy. But, like, I knew you weren't trolling me because, like, I, I know you weren't. But, like, it just – like, okay, you just have it now. It's just, it kind of blew my mind a little bit. I, I guess because uh, – I don't know. I was just trying to surprise other people also. But uh, – but because uh, I ordered it January, January 15 is when orders opened. And then I wasn't sure when they were going to ship. So and they shipped like much faster than I thought. I, I saw it ship out on the Friday. And I was like, oh, I don't know. It's coming from Korea. So it might take like over a week. So and then I didn't check back on it until like Monday. And then I just said, oh, it's in Mississauga. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and then actually, so yeah, it shipped Friday. And then Saturday was a Happy Kingdom tournament. So I guess I wasn't thinking too much about it. Yeah. Do you still feel shocked that you have it or, or you've gotten used to it by now? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty used to it now. I'm, I'm more shocked that 
other places don't have it. Mm. Yeah, I guess that's how I feel when I watch too many streamers or just see too much gameplay online of XX and a lot of my American friends talking about XX. And then I go to the arcade, I'm like, oh, yeah, we don't have it. Um, there was recently a post in the pump it up, like r slash pump it up subreddit. And uh, a lot of people got kind of pissed. <laughs> I think I commented on it in a little bit of sarcasm. We weren't really- oh, I saw that one. <laughs> yeah, you know exactly what to talk about. So basically, I know the guy who posted too, so I commented on purpose to troll. Uh, a shout out to uh, Prima Victorian. Um, I think that's how you say his uh, in-game name. Uh, but yeah, he, I think he's also going to the big deal this year. I don't know for sure. But anyways, yeah, so like... He, he made a post like, so in the next few months, Prime 2 will be uh, coming to a close. So uh, now XX is out. And uh, w- is there anything everyone's trying to do before Prime 2 goes away? Like I'm trying to uh, get a get an S on this song before it goes away. And my arcade gets uh, gets XX in the next few months. Like all the, all the arcades are getting XX soon. And, something. and people in the comments are like, what do you mean it's coming out? Like, my arcade's not getting XX. What world do you live oh. in? <laughs> oh, wait, yeah. I see the exact quote now. It's like, in a month or so, almost all machines will convert to XX if they haven't already, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think I commented something like, yo, in Canada, we, we won't have it for, like, a few years, but okay. like, But it, it, it's like, I, I understand where he's coming from because, like, in his area, that's, that's his reality. Uh, but I think a lot of people were just where they weren't mad at him. They were just like jealous. Like literally, I'm just jealous of him. <laughs> but yeah, though for us, uh, Prime Prime Two is a very real thing still. Uh, not not dead for a while. I guess that's one small thing I'm afraid of. Like people, although Prime Two isn't a very old game to most people, but not having XX will kind of discourage them a little bit if they're hard on ranking or they just want to try something new oh yeah i've noticed that well for me personally i haven't really cared about ranking but also i've had this curse like literally i went into palladium i touched the cab and it turned offline it was online all day but it went offline for six hours the second i touched it i I unplugged it like three times but i don't know Uh, but i haven't really been ranking aside from cabs being online uh, or sorry offline um and when i went to rec room it was offline as well but I told myself that when XX comes out, I'm going to do that whole grinding rank thing. Uh, so for now, I might as well just play stuff I can't stage pass uh, and just work on stamina and such until it comes out. But I noticed a lot of other people have just been, um, like people have told me, like they're getting bored of the game and they're just waiting for XX to come out. Uh, secretly, I haven't been too mad uh, because I, I, like, I'm not afraid that the community is going to die because I know once XX comes out, everyone's going to be back. But I've also just been like, hey, um, I get to grind. No one's here. Like the last few times I've been there, I've been able to play like pretty, pretty nicely. Like uh, maybe one off rotation or a couple people, but compared to my usual, like it's really nice. Um, uh, but I know that most people have been going to Nations. Oh yeah, quick shout out for anybody who doesn't know. Uh, I think for this week. Oh wait, no, this podcast is posted in the future. Just disregard what I'm about to say. Okay. I was about to say Nations is half off for the week, like credit wise, like how D and B does that thing every Wednesday. But I just realized this is gonna be posted in the future. I'm like, yo, guys, go to Nations. It's half off credits. Uh, no, it's not. But. For anybody who remembers that one week that Nations was half off credits a while back, yeah, it seems like everyone's at Nations now, so play them to the I, I thought it's half off for a while, actually. Like, it's been half off since, like, mid-January. Oh, I have not been for a while, so I haven't noticed, but yeah. 
That's, oh. that's a good thing. That explains why nobody's at Palladium or like anywhere. I've mostly been going to Palladium though, but even at Rec Room, it was less crowded. I think people have been going to Nations more. So I've been going to other places to grind. I, I was going to say, like, it seems like a bit demanding that a lot of people are kind of like bored of the current game just because I'm used to like back in like ITG or DDR where like you, you might, you might not even know of a new game, like whatever come or, and there's no online updates. Yeah, honestly, when, when I heard about XX, like, it was, like, it was, like, a surprise birthday party to me. I was, like, wait, what? Like, there's a new game already? Because um, I, I, especially, I think that most people, I think I just started being really into Pump It Up a, a little bit before, maybe a few months before the community in Canada really boomed. And so most of these people have been playing the game for uh, for less time than me. But it, you can't really blame them, I guess, because it's, it's, like, saying, like, like, oh, back in my day, we were used to having, like, being entertained by such simple things. But, you know, now they're just used to things upgrading fast. So, like, it, it, it's like that's just how they are. But I remember when I was younger, um, like, DDR Extreme would never bore me. And uh, recently, like, literally down my street, uh, there's this cab that they're converting into open ITG. Uh, they had ITG there as well. and They had two cabs. So one of them was running DDR Extreme in the main t- meantime. So I was like, oh, I haven't played on the Working Extreme cabin forever. So I walked down the street and go to play it. And I I was there for like, like usually when I play dance games, I stay for at least a few hours unless I have plans. But after about an hour, I was like, eh. And I was kind of bored. I was like, I want to go to Game Busters or something. And then I remembered like years ago, I could play DDR Extreme every single day. Like there was like a five-year time in my life where like DDR Extreme would never bore me. Like I wouldn't play it every day, but... Like, I would think about it a lot and watch it a lot and stuff like that. And I imagine if I played it every day, it wouldn't be boring. So I think now that we have a new thing, that's why it's boring. So for all you people who, who can't play it yet, wherever you are, uh, just don't watch charts. It's really hard not to watch charts and not to think about the game. But either just don't watch it or just think of all the work you're doing now is, like, to prepare you for when the game comes out. Because it's, like, the more you see it, the more uh, you want to play it. <laughs> yeah. And I was actually, like, on that, like, topic, uh, like, a lot of people are saying, like, they th- so Happy Kingdom has two cabinets, like, they're mm-hmm. thinking they should upgrade both, but I, I was talking to someone who's, like, from an older pump community, and they say, like, like not, not everyone's really into ranking, and then people start to miss the old song, so it's always good to have, like, cabinets with different versions, but I, I don't know if maybe, maybe people will want to rank more, I'm not sure. I think a lot of people at Happy Kingdom probably do, but I would like selfishly agree with you because, uh, for example, at Palladium, there's the Prime 1 cab and at Dave and Buster's as well. They're both not in the best condition, but I play on it at least once every time I go, not just because normies sometimes leave free credits in there uh, and it's cheaper, but also like, you know, sometimes I just want to play like some G-Dragon songs or whatever, like the, the older K-pop songs, even though like Prime 1, I- I'm sure if I played Prime 1 more back in the day, I would feel even more inclined to play it more now um but like back in the day i barely played prime one although like just being a fan of k-pop uh like it just feels fun to go back and play the k-pop songs that were in prime one you know and so like if it was gone like it would be cool to have two prime xx cabs but then sometimes i think like oh yeah i can never play that song like ever again you know yeah but like some some places will switch out hard drives on request i've seen but I don't think the arcades around here are those types of arcades. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. They, they don't seem like it. 
Um, but from for anyone who's getting excited, don't get too excited about Nations because they will probably be one of the last places to get uh, XX. Just, just saying. Um, but yeah, that that that's probably another story. <laughs> But yeah, I think I think that's about it. Unless there's any more no, no, this time this time it is it is it. But uh, I I hate a bit how like I jumped from different topics everywhere. But I guess it's fine. Have you you're, you're a listener of the podcast? You should know that's how we do it here. You know. Yeah, I I remember this the one where you started talking about Smash a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I remember that one. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes I forget. I'm like, oh yeah, that happened in a podcast. It just feels like I'm just talking to myself or having a conversation. Like sometimes I'll think, oh yeah, who was I talking to? I'm like, no, I wasn't talking to anyone. I was just rambling in the podcast. Like, there's things. Believe it or not, I have cut out stuff, but it's still really rambly. <laughs> True. Like, like yeah. Now I I always list uh, like I'm a strong follower of the podcast, but uh, I remember back when I was still only DDR mostly four panel. I would listen to SF Evolved all the time. And I think I saw you cross post um, your podcast into like SF Evolve Discord or something. And I was like, oh, that, that girl who plays DDR plays Pump Now. I was like, oh, but I don't care about Pump, so I'm not going to listen to it. <laughs> plays Pump Now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's like. It's really, it's really just. Uh, also, thanks for being such a such a listener of the podcast, such an avid listener, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's really just turned into more of a rambly thing, and it, it's just. Uh, I've heard from people that they enjoy it, that they find it entertaining. So that's a good thing because I'm just really good at rambling about nothing for hours, and that's how I get uh, podcast content. <laughs> but yeah. I think this is I think this is all. Um, so thanks for listening. Um, have a good day. <laughs> I don't know how thanks. to end this shit. <laughs> See you uh, just, around. Wait, what 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 does SF Evolve say? Um, thank you for playing. Oh yeah, thanks for playing. <laughs> That's something else. <laughs> thanks for playing. Oh yeah, do you want to say your uh, Pump It Up XX name if anybody wants to rival you, or you're like, nah, you want to keep undercover? Uh, no, I'll keep it undercover. Cover rivals kind of like drive me insane with competitive. Oh, true, true, true that. Okay, well, thanks for listening. Thank you for playing. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Bye.